Welcome back, Fight Fans, to Unbiased Week 2. We got UFC 265. Um, we got Derek Lewis versus Cyril Gaon. It's going to be an absolute banger. This is Brogan Mooney. Skylar Arnold, welcome back. And we got our boy Thad calling in from Ohio. Thad? Yeah, Thad's one of our uh, one of our crew here. He was not able to make last podcast, but I think from here on out we're gonna have him in here. Um, you know, avid, you know, Thad, huge UFC fan. He's kind of the guy who actually got me and Skyler into this, so we're kind of here because of Thad. But yeah, huge UFC guy, the biggest UFC guy I know probably, and you know, just just, just a great fighting mind. There we you know, go. We, we we need this insight on the podcast. We, we really do. do. We do. Um, I am a big UFC guy, so yeah, there we go. Big we're UFC. in good hands. Yep. Stuck in, stuck in Ohio right now. Moved out with the fam. Um, anyways, we're just going to, you know, hop right back into it. And so, first thing we're going to do is we're going to go back over the UFC Fight Night 33. Uriah um, Hall versus Sean Strickland, you know, just kind of give a brief recap. So, my thoughts on the whole card. Actually, a pretty exciting card to watch. Yeah. Not was... a whole lot of big names. It was, you know, not, yeah, the, I mean, the... Main event was Uriah Hall was like number eight versus <laughs> number eleven Sean Strickland in the middleweight like just kind of a sleeper card. He's absolute psycho. <laughs> yeah, oh, first off, Sean Strickland's psycho. He's uh, he's kind of hilarious. I love him. Um, overall, Sean Strickland was way better than Uriah Hall. Uriah Hall sucks. He's horrified to throw a punch. Sean Strickland is terrified of not throwing punches. That guy lets it fly. So he's awesome to watch. Uriah Hall is a, such a scrub. He looks awesome, and ever since he lost to Kevin Gastelum on The Ultimate Fighter, his career has been a shit show. I have no respect for Uriah Hall. Wow, that was hot. <laughs> That's um, pretty That brutal. was hot. Jared, Jared Gooden, Night Train, was so sick. He K, just absolutely K'd Nicholas Stolza with a terrible right hook. Hilarious. Um, Melzik Bagdasarian was awesome to watch. He was, I think... Thad's Mortal Lock of the Week. He was super fun to watch, super exciting. I think he's going to have a great career. Um, my, my last thought on the car, I have to say, I have to give apologies to Phil Rowe. <laughs> on the first podcast, I called him an absolute scrub and said he had zero chance of winning, and he went out there, weathered the storm, and actually need the Orion Kosk in the face like 19 times. That was sweet. Shout out to Phil Rowe. Phil, I'm sorry. The Philly Special is just here to stay, and I'm stoked on that. Um, all right, Skylar, we'll head over to you. Hell yeah. All right, so uh, pretty pretty tough for our picks this week. We went four, five, and one. Yeah. But considering the circumstances, it honestly wasn't that bad. The favorites went three, six, and one on this card, which is is pretty a pretty big anomaly. So just looking back on some of these fights, obviously Strickland, absolute dog against Rye Hall. Your Rye Hall, I mean, get, get it together, buddy. Like, I, I, I don't, I don't know fun. what he's... I feel like physically he's just so talented, but mentally he's just not there at all. That's exactly what it is. Um, boys had a great leg kick. We we, uh, we bet hers. Great yeah. leg kick um, to the dome. Absolutely, the dome. Put her, absolutely put the Paula on the floor. That was good. Uh, Night train good, and we got a little unlucky with that one. A little unlucky with that bet, but he threw it. He threw a pretty crazy haymaker and absolutely knocked Stolze out. So we'll take See it. Ya. 
Bagdasarian, that was the highlight of the card. Melsic, that, that leg kick was absurd. He absolutely sent Chris Angle on the other side of the octagon. That, that was fun to To a watch. new dimension. Yeah, absolutely teleported. Yeah, see ya. Um, I would say, as far as the fight of the card, I would say Brian Barberena and Jason Witt was, was pretty electric to watch. Just yeah. an absolute slugfest. Um, just bloody bloodbath. Uh, all By the end of the fight, neither of them could, could breathe. Neither of them could even walk. It was great. I would say a little disappointed in the prelims. Um, again, it was really just a weird card. Pretty much every underdog seemed to win. Like, that's just what it seemed to be. I mean, again, like, three and six for the favorites. That's pretty, pretty rare. So, I mean, you know what? We did pretty good. We beat the favorites. We beat Vegas, I like to say. So, yep. we'll take also, it. But next week, we'll, we'll, be, we'll be hitting harder this week, for sure. Yeah. I would like to give a verbal tag at the city of Las Vegas, at Bookmakers. Figure out your lines. Yeah. Figure out your lines. This was this pretty embarrassing. This has been absolutely horrible. This was pretty embarrassing. Terrible. Terrible, terrible. That's all I want to say. At Vegas, be better. Um, yeah, two biggest favorites. Two biggest favorites, minus 280 and minus 330, Ryan Garcia. Both lost. I, I just, I don't know what you do with that. I, I, Ryan that, Garcia. That shouldn't be happening. That just Rasa, is that Ryan Garcia? It might not be Ryan Garcia. Rafa. Rafa Garcia. Yeah. It's, it said R. Garcia. You know, it's not the king. There you go. But, uh, yeah, what can you do? What can you do? Yeah. That's me and Skyler. Uh, Thad, we'll, we'll throw it your way. Any thoughts on this card? Or Yeah. Um, you know, for, for the lineup, uh, I, I thought it was going to be a dog shit card, I'm going to be honest with you. But uh, with, with all the fights that, you know, it, it, it looked amazing, honestly. There was a lot of good fights on that card. Um, not all the picks went our way, as, as we know. Um, but... I, I think Sean Strickland uh, gave a hell of a performance. Granted, your eye Howell is just, I, I don't know what's good with him. I, I don't think he likes fighting anymore. <laughs> Honestly. Straight up does not like fighting. Yeah. Melsic, back sorry, the gun. Uh, he looked awesome, as predicted. Uh, that head kick was fucking sweet. Um yeah, and then the fight between Wit and uh, Arena, whatever, um, that was a sweet-ass fight. Um, I, I love watching that. It was good back and forth. But um, I, I, I thought for how undersold the card looked to me, like on paper, I, I thought the card was pretty fun to watch um, overall. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, and as far yeah, as our mortal locks from last week, I mean, not too bad. Me and Thad had Melsic, Bagasar, and he won. Um, Brogan's Ronnie Lawrence actually got canceled, so yeah. that was not a. I mean, can't. I mean, he would have won, right? Uh, I I was gonna that was gonna throw money on that guy. He looks good, but then he like he made weight. No, no, he didn't even go down to the scale. I think. Yeah. He well, I mean, it got canceled, so we can say he would have won. And yeah. then Dylan's fight, uh, it also got canceled, so. I mean, yeah. What can you say? So we could have been four and zero on mortal locks. Instead, we were two and two and zero. I guess the world yeah. might never know. Yeah, uh, the world might never know. So not too bad on the mortal locks, but again, like we beat the favorites, we beat Vegas. We'll take it, but we'll be back better this week. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So actually, let's let's move on. Let's let's start talking about UFC two sixty five. Derek Lewis versus Cyril Gone. This is going to be an exciting ass card. I'm stoked for this card. This um, the main card is actually. There's three really good fights, I think, on this. Maybe even four, on the on the on the main card. I'm super stoked for it. Um, we'll we'll get into the main card later, but I think right now what we're all gonna do is we're gonna go through the entire card. We're gonna give you our picks, give you a little background on our picks, and you know, kind of go from there. So, first we got 
Johnny Munoz versus Jamie Simons. Um, Johnny Munoz is going to win this fight. Uh, I think it's going to be pretty pretty much the way it goes. I'm not going to talk too much about it. Yeah, I uh, I agree. I think Munoz is going to win. Jamie Simons is the one thing that worries me is his he's just some big old dude. I, I don't think he should be in the UFC, but I'm worried if Munoz can't really finish him if this dude just keeps coming at him swinging. You might have like another loss split decision, but I'm gonna go Munoz. He's a better fighter, simply put. Yep. Yeah, I I agree with Skyler there. I, I think Munoz is gonna get the dub here. I mean, J- Jamie Simon's nickname is the Afro Samurai. I, I don't, I don't what in the fuck is that? <laughs> I'm a little scared now. Yeah. No, no, that's he's trying to make his nickname way too cool. That dude sat in a room for hours and just, like, bounced nicknames off a wall and was like, yep, Afro Samurai, everyone's gonna love me. Yeah, that, that sounds like he plugged it into, like, a random word generator. <laughs> yeah. Like, looked up, oh like, cool God. cool name generator, yeah. Like, Jamie last Simons number of your like is your, is your uh, UFC name or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but. Jamie Simons is dead to us. Okay, next one, we got Victoria Leonardo versus Melissa Gatto. Um, I'm gonna go Melissa Gatto on this one. Why not? You know, Melissa Gatto from Brazil. I I believe she's got to be BJJ, um, and I trust that. Yeah, um, Victoria Leonardo opened up as the slight dog. Now they're to dead even. Um, I've never seen Melissa Gatto fight. Victoria Leonardo looks is literally an angry soccer mom. So, I really don't know. I'm gonna go with the person who I know has at least some sort of stand up game. Some something going. I, I don't know. She can channel that inner anger. Like her, uh, her kid just lost the um, the finals of their of their little soccer tourney. Like I think, I think she might win. I don't know. I'm gonna go with Leonardo on this one. I'm gonna, I'm gonna agree with Brogan on this one. I think Melissa Gatto's taking it. Uh, you know, and I kind of don't know either of these chicks, but uh, Brazilians usually got that. Jiu-jitsu up their sleeves. So Always. I think it's the mat. Melissa Gatto is going to control the fight. So yep. we're going to go with this one. Fantastic. Um, Alright. Third early prelim. We got Miles Johns versus Anderson Dos Santos. And Miles Johns is a dog. He swings hard. He swings fast. He had, I think it was his last fight out. He had one of the sickest knocks I've ever seen. Just absolutely folded this dude. Walking backwards. Yeah. It was crazy. Miles Johns is my pick. He's a huge favorite uh, for a good reason. Um, he's a dog. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Miles Johns, too. He's actually going to be my lock of the night. Go ahead and put that in the book. Um, he he swings 3.3 significant strikes per minute, and those strikes are hard. He swings for the fences. And he's been pretty good. Only one UFC loss to uh, to Batista, and Batista's pretty damn good. So, I mean, relatively good. So, I, I think he's got this one in the bag. I've never actually seen Dos Santos fight, but I just think Miles Johns is such a savage, it doesn't even matter. Agreed. Yeah, I think we're going to go three for three here on uh, Miles Johns. He's just too much of a dog. That last knockout, how, how he's looked recently in the cage versus Dos Santos, I, I think they're just levels apart right now. I think Miles Johns going to go out there and um, keep his streak alive. He's going to show him what's good. Fully. Yeah. Lock of the night. Take it to the bank. Take it to the bank. All right, next fight. Um, the ease with the best. The best fight on this early prelims, we have Manel Cape versus Ode Osborne. I'm going to go with my first dog of the night. Ode Osborne is going to win this fight. He, um, His last fight out, he absolutely starched the dude he was fighting. Just a right, a straight right down the middle. 
slept the dude, didn't know what to do. Mano Cape has lost his last two fights. He's due for a win. Um, he's a really heavy favorite at minus 200. He hasn't won. I don't think he's won in the UFC yet. But he is due for a win. But I just don't think he can keep up with Ode's pace and his, his, his fast hands. I'm going plus 170, Ode Osborne. All right, I'm going to have to disagree on this one. I'm going Manel Cop. I actually have a decent amount to say on this. So, Ode Osborne, um, it's actually both their third UFC fight. Um, Ode Osborne's first fight, he got submitted by Brian Keller. I, I just, I, I don't know. He's really good at wrestling. You and dog Brian Keller? I don't know if I'm a dog Brian Keller, but I will say this about Manel Cop. His last two fights have been against Nicolau and Panyota, some dogs. And he has lost. One, he lost to Nicolau by split decision, which I thought he should have won. In Pantoja, he lost by unanimous decision, which he lost. But both of those, both of those were because he wasn't throwing enough. And when he throws, he's ungodly quick hands, ungodly powerful. You know, if, sounds if, like? it sounds like Uriah Hall. Uriah Hall. It sounds like Uriah Hall. Yeah. But, but you gotta think his third UFC fight. I'm not gonna put him in that. He's just a bitch. He doesn't throw category yet. His third UFC fight. He's if if he's if he's real, he's got to come out with some sense of urgency here. And if he comes out with some sense of urgency. I, I think he should be a minus 400 favorite just because of the power of his hands. He's he's unreal, unreal striker. Odie Osborne, I, I, I just, He also has a five-inch reach advantage, which, which they're both strikers, and that's huge. He is a five... I, I, I think the power is going to be there for Cop. I think Cop takes it. It's just, if, if, he th- if he's throwing, Cop will take this. If he loses, I can guarantee you it's because he didn't throw enough. Yeah, that's it. I, I'll tell you those fights. I'm, uh, I'm actually going to agree with Brogan again. Me and Thad locked in today, baby. Let's go. Ah. I'm going with O'Day. I mean, shout out my old high school. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, he's got the height advantage. He's got the reach advantage. I think Emmanuel Compeer is going to lose three in a row. He's going to be looking to get cut from the USC after this guy. I yeah. just don't think he's been performing. I think uh, O'Day is going to come out there. He's going to he's going to use that beach advantage. I think he's going to blast some, uh, some leg kicks. He's going to sh- show off the the accurate striking. He's got the length on him. Uh, he's got better takedowns too. He's, I don't know. I mean, I just I, th- I don't think I think this should be closer odds than what it is. Fully agree. I think you got to totally take uh, the dog on this one with O'Day. So yeah. We need some urgency, Manel, some urgency. I 100% agree the odds on this just are, they have to be wrong. Like, this this is yeah. this is not a minus 200 plus yeah, 170. I think for past performances from these two, I, I don't think it's accurate odds. But I think for potential-wise, it is accurate odds. If, if Kabe comes out swinging like he can, I think he's going to win easy. It's just if he does. Yeah, I mean. But we'll see. All right, know. moving on to the prelims, Until I guess. Saturday. Yeah, yeah. so done with the early prelims. We're going to move on to the regular prelims here. First one, we got Carolina. Whoo, this name. Carolina Kowakowitz? Or Kawasaki. No. That sounds good to me. That, that plays, right, Thad? Yeah. That'll play. Um, versus Jessica Penne. I got to be honest, don't know too much about either of these two fine women. I'm going to have to ride with the American here because, yes, Jessica Penny's winning this fight for no reason at all. All right, so I'll give you a reason why she's not winning this fight. <laughs> and uh, it's because Penny has actually not won. And I watched her last fight. It was a split decision win, which she did not win. And the judges did their, their thing where they blow the, the fight, the, the blow the, the judging and just don't judge it right. 
So she got a win in a split decision last time against Godinez, which I don't agree she won. And other than that, she hasn't won in six years. So I... I take it all back. I'm not liking that. She hasn't won in six years. On the other hand, though, Carolina has lost her last four fights. <laughs> Pretty bad. All unanimous decisions. One was actually a knockout. But I feel like, I mean, if the UFC is going to keep her around, she absolutely has to win this fight. Her last, her last actual win was three years ago rather than six years ago. I don't know. Both these girls are on the big, big decline. But I would say I'm going with Carolina just just because she's got to win. I mean, okay. and the other chick hasn't won in six years. I mean, come on. This is now my lock for worst fight of yeah. the night. I'm going to put that in there. Worst fight of the night. Worst fight of the year, question mark? That could be it. This is hands down worst fight of the night. Um, <laughs> but you know what? They both suck um, in my eyes. So, you know, I'm a patriot, so I got to go with Jessica Penne. Yeah. Um, American baby. She's got the two-inch height advantage, three-inch reach advantage. Uh, you know, that, that looks good to me. So, hey, I'll just take her. Yeah, she's got, she averages over a takedown and a half for per fight. Get it on the ground, get a little dirty. Perkin, do you, and, do you and Thad need a room? Yeah, we do. Um, for see, all our like, fucking money that we're going to make. Oh, uh, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> all right. Next fight. Exciting fight, I think. Also, it could be knockout of the night. My boy <laughs> from Portland, Ed Herman, is going to get smoked. <laughs> Alonzo Menefield is going to absolutely take this guy to pound town. It's going to be game over from the start. Um, well, also, if it gets out of the first round, he's going to lose. But we're not thinking about that. We're thinking about a first-round KO. Ed Herman is going to go see stars in his sleep tonight. Or on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, better. You look at these guys, and they're just from, like, the pictures and the age. Menafield's 33, Ed Herman's 40. And, dude, there is just – if Ed Herman wins this wins this fight – I don't know, like, what to think of anything anymore. Like, pigs can fly if he wins this fight. Like, oh, my God, Ed Herman, like, you you are a dad, and you're going against a Greek god. Like, I, I don't care if this Greek god has negative stamina. I don't care about any of this. He's not Ed Herman's not making it out of the first two minutes of this fight, and if he does, I'd be astonished. And he's a tough, he's a tough motherfucker, but Menafield is is something else. And, I, I mean, I think this line is, is pretty disrespectful to Ed Herman just because of his past his past success. He's, he's had three wins in a row, but after watching those three wins, that split decision, there was one one win where he literally got knocked out and then the uh, the ref called a cup and Ed Herman was allowed to rest for, like, a good five minutes and ended up coming back in and hugging the guy for the rest of the fight and winning. I just think it, it, if... This this has got to be Alonzo. Like like, look at the people. Like just look at these guys. Like just look, look at them. them. Just the, look at from them. the podcast. Look at them. All right, everybody who's watching this all I over mean, the world. Look them up. There. This is a. This is this is this cannot be Ed Herman's win. This can't. Do you and Menifee yeah. need a room? I right mean, back at you. I mean, probably just be my ass. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> I, I I'd agree. I gotta go with Menifee here. I mean. Uh, Ed Herman is the season's season vet. Uh, he's got some good ground skills. I did, you know, they, a lot of people, when they bet on Ed Herman, they rely on his toughness. And, uh, I mean, the dude's almost 41 now, so I don't think he's going to have that same chin that he always does. And I think Alonzo is just a big motherfucker. Um, 
I, I don't think that chin, that 41-year-old chin has survived the first round, like you guys said. No. Oh, he's 41. And, About to be 41. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I got to say, I kind of just want Ed to lose uh, this fight purely off of the last fight because uh, the the fake knee to the nuts. Yeah, horrible. Yeah. Totally fake. Horrible. Edelman <laughs> TKO'd and whatever round that first or second round then he comes back and pulls a Kimura out of his ass <laughs> yeah I, I mean props to him for pulling up that move but it's also kind of just bullshit so yeah he think, deserves to lose I think it's up to the fight gods here I think Menfield deserves to win this fight um, Ed Herman deserves another L so yeah I yeah he needs he needs to get the L back on his record <laughs> <laughs> all right so next fight up, we got Vince Vince Morales versus Draco Rodriguez. First off, shout out to Draco for having a dope-ass name. Unfortunately, he's going to lose this fight, though. Tough to be that guy. But yeah, Vince Morales is going to win. He throws a whole lot more. Um, Draco's more of a wrestler. Um, he, he gets it down to the ground, which is a little concerning. <laughs> but I think Vince has enough striking, uh, striking advantage, striking skills to get past him on this one. Yeah. Um, Draco, I, I, really want, I really want to bet on you for the name, dude, but... Yeah, I'm going to have to go Vince on this, too. I haven't really seen too much of Draco. I think I saw, like, a couple minutes of one of his fights. But uh, Vince Morales, the one fight I watched, he was doing pretty well. And then his he got just absolutely, like, just his calves got chopped down. And he was rendered useless with no legs. And just basically had to, had to sit back on one leg and just take abuse. And I feel like when he had both legs fully functioning, like, he was thrown pretty damn well. I don't know. I, I I think I think he's I think he's got this one. I'm gonna go on the slight slight dog on this fence. Yep. Yeah, I I gotta agree. Uh, uh, Vince Morales, uh, although he hasn't looked amazing uh, in the UFC, neither has Draco. There's a lot of hype behind uh, Draco with he pulled one triangle against the dude and uh, what what was that like the fighter series or contender series and apparently now he's. On other fights, on other websites, he was like minus 200. So uh, uh, here on ESPN, he's minus 120. But a couple other sites have him at way more. I just don't think Draco has uh, – I, I don't see where the hype is behind him. Yeah, I mean, he lo- he won on the contender series that I'm looking at. He lost his first UFC fight by knockout in the first round. Woo! Lost by a sweet overhand right. <laughs> yeah, like, well – for sure. So I, I mean, I think Vince Morales has the advantage on the feet, and I don't. I don't think. I think it's pretty even on the ground with these guys. So I think we got to go with the slight dog on, on Vince here. Yeah. Let's go. All right. Now to our last prelim, our featured prelim, we got Bobby Green versus Rafael Fitziev. And uh, Rafael Fetsiev is currently a minus 300 favorite for good reason. This guy is awesome. He's really good. He's 9-1. I think we're all going to sit here and probably talk about how good he is and like why <laughs> he's going to beat Bobby Green. But, yeah, he's really good. There's a reason why he's minus 300. He's young. He's got a great future ahead of him, and he's going he's gonna to win. Pure, plain and simple. Um, yeah, no, I agree. He's Fitsiev's going to win. But I will say this line is super, super disrespectful to Bobby Green. I think this line should be at minus 170. It's at minus 280 right now. It started at minus 350. I I think Bobby Green, every single fight that Bobby Green has is a close-ass fight. He wins about half. I mean, like, recently he's been winning about half of them. He, he's, he's a solid, solid fighter. He lost the unanimous decision to Trinaldo, and 
it just I, I thought he completely won. I thought he completely won that fight. And he, he's a dog. He's not an easy fight at all. I think this is a super disrespectful line to Bobby Green. But I, with with that being said, I do think Fitzy has got it. He's just an absurd striker. He's the next big thing. But it will be a close fight. I I don't think that it's going to be a blowout at all unless Fitzy gets an early, early knockout. But I think the line's super disrespectful for what the result's going to be. I do think Fitzy comes out on top, but Bobby Green loves close fights, so, I mean, anything can happen. Yeah, I, I agree with Skyler. I, I think the line's a little disrespectful. Bobby Green looked really good in 2020. I think he was three for four or something like that. He, he, he won some good fights in 2020, but uh, Rafael Fazib's my walk of the night. He's, he's a little high on the odds, I know, but uh, I've been following this dude since his first fight in the UFC just because he looked fucking awesome. He, uh, call him the Matrix. He, uh, I mean, the dude's a savage. I, I think his, his striking, he's, he, he's gonna be top ranked. He, he, uh, pretty soon here, he, you know, this, uh, he's, he spars with, uh, Peter Jan all the time. They're buddies. Um, so I, I think Aziz is gonna be top ranked here pretty soon. He, I think he's gonna put on a master class against Bobby. I think he's gonna, um, just blast his legs. I, if he doesn't get him out of there in the first round, it'll be a closer fight, like Skyler said. But I think Rafael's got this one for sure. Beautiful, beautiful. Okay, um, now we're Skyler. Take it away here. Yeah, we're moving on to the main card. First fight, we got Song Yudong versus Casey Kenny. I'll go ahead and throw out there that Song Yudong is our boy Dylan, who's hard at work at the internship right now. It's his lock of the night. So. Song Yudong, best of luck for Dylan. But on the other hand, Casey Kenny is who I'm picking. Screw Song Yudong. Um, every time I bet on Song Yudong, he's lost for me, and that would be, or actually, the first time I bet against him, and he, I think he lost to Marlon Vera, and he got the win, unanimous decision, and then he ended up losing to Kyler Phillips. So both the times I bet on on or, on or against him, he's lost for me. So I'm gonna bet against him and. Let's just hope Casey Kenny's got this in the bag. I've been watching Casey Kenny for a little bit. He's really, really technically sound. He's gotten a lot better throughout his UFC career. He's a slight, slight favorite here. I think this will be a really, really, really good fight. Um, I think it'll, for sure, unless Song Yudong knocks him out, it'll go to a decision for sure. And I think if it goes to a decision, which I think it probably will be, then Casey Kenny will for sure win, just uh, due to output and... Yeah, I don't think he's going to knock Song Yudong out, but I, I think he gets this win for sure. Yeah, um, I'm going to completely agree. I'm going against Dylan here. Casey Kenny is really good. He's super sharp. He's super technical. He's going to win this fight. Slight, slight favorite, but Song Yudong just simply is not it, like Skyler said. We are we are an anti-Song Yudong betting podcast. Yes. I'm going to say it here. I'm going to say it a bunch. There will never be any more bets placed on Song Zero. Yudong. Zero. He, Casey Kenny. He could be fighting... Dora the Explorer, and I'm betting on Dora the Explorer. Yeah. Ten times out of ten. She's got some things in that backpack. Yeah, the you map. Know? The map. Oh, my oh God. right-hand map, dude. Come on. Right-hand map to the dome. See ya. Um, all right. Wow. Casey Kenny. <laughs> Casey Kenny is who's winning this fight. Bad. Save us. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, Dylan. I know you're going with Mr. Yadong. Um, but I got to go with Casey Kenny. Um. Casey looks amazing. I mean, not amazing. I think he technically lost the fight, but uh, he he hung right in there with Dominic Cruz, arguably one of the best band of weights of all time. 
Uh, and it was a super close fight. I, th- I think Casey's pretty technical on the feet. I don't think he's going to get touched that much by Song Yudong. And I think once he gets out of the first round, Casey's going to start to take over. Um, yeah, I mean, Casey just looks so good against Dominic, even though he lost. I mean, you just got to give respect where it's due in that fight. And I don't think Song's really had any top high-level competition. 100%. Or, yeah, so... I, I gotta go with Casey Kenny on this one. Yep, I agree. I agree. All right, Skylar. Uh, so next we have uh, TC Torres versus Angela Hill. I have watched Angela Hill's last two fights. She beat Ashley Yoder last time, and Ashley Yoder needs to be cut by the UFC immediately because <laughs> she, she was horrible. She, <coughs> excuse me, she fought last weekend she against Mascaron. Yeah, she's fighting Mascaron against Jin Yu Frey. Junior Frey, who is tiny, and absolutely smoked her. Absolutely smoked her. Um, so, TC Torres is going to 100% win this fight. Angela Hill, um, you know, she just she needs some more time to develop her skills. She's just not technical at all. And, you know, she got an easy win over Yoder. TC Torres is much better. Um, she doesn't throw as many strikes, but when she does throw, they are a whole lot more damaging and accurate. And I just think she definitely has the upper hand. She's a, a small favorite on this in this fight, and I think she's gonna win pretty big. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go Tisha Torres as well. Angela Hill might need uh, some time to develop those skills, but she's 36, so I don't know how much time she's got. And Tisha Torres is built like an absolute brick shit house. She is <laughs> just like, yeah, she's huge. I think she's gonna absolutely smoke Angela Hill. I think I think this is pretty disrespectful line towards. Torres, to be honest. I think she should be around minus 170 or so just from watching her past fights. She's an absolute pit bull of a fighter. I think Angela Hill's also very good, but her last competition, I mean, just watching her against Ashley Yoder, she got taken down by Ashley Yoder, and Ashley Yoder couldn't take down teeny tiny Jinyu Fry. So I, eh, I, I I just think Tisha Torres is is a little a little better in this one. Yep. Yeah, I, I gotta go with Tisha Torres as well. I think, I mean, no disrespect to Angela Hill, she's been a good fighter, but I, I think she's on her way out. Her, I mean, she's eight and nine UFC. She's thirteen and nine in, in MMA. I mean, I, I just think she's on her way out. Tisha Torres is a fucking dog. Like Skylar said, she's built like a brick shit house. I mean, look at her. Um, yeah, I just. I think Angela's been on the decline a little bit, and I think Tisha's gonna show her what's good on Saturday. I think I think that'll be a good fight, though. I, I, I think Tisha's gonna end her out for uh, the decision. Yep. Beautiful. All right, we're moving on to one of the one of the three best fights in the main card. Here we got Michael Chiesa versus Vincente Luque. Um, I think this could be a sleeper, really boring fight. Honestly, um, which I hope it's not because these are both great fighters, but I think it could turn out pretty boring. Um, I'm going to go with the slight favorite here, Vicente Luque. He has looked unbelievable his last, I think it was four fights. He's on a four or five win streak right now. He's looked great. Michael Case hasn't fight in a little, fought in a little bit. Um, he's maybe a little bit of ring rust is going to come in here. He's an unbelievably great wrestler and grappler, which if this fight gets down to the ground, he's going to have a huge advantage, which is the, like, the only scary thing about him. But Luque's looked sharp. He's looked um, quick, technical. I think he's really, like, really on a great surge right now, and I think he's going to win this fight. Yeah, I think uh, 
I actually think if Vicente Luque wins, this will be super entertaining because it'll be a knockout for sure. Yeah, probably. And yeah, um, I I think I think a lot of people think this is gonna be fight of the night. I uh, mm. I don't really think that because I'm picking Michael Chiesa to win. I think if it's a big if, but if he gets Vicente Luque down, there is I mean it, it's over. It's over. He's absurd on the ground. He uh, he he last fight he beat Neil Magny, then beat RDA before that. And they were just absurd, like, absurd fights. Like, he, he's an absolute dog, and I, I think if he, if he can get Luke on the ground, it's just, it's just no, just, just no contest, in my opinion. Yeah, I got a, I'm going with Skyler on this one. Um, I, I think Vicente Luque's looked unbelievable in his past couple fights, um, his last fight that where he looked really good was against a punching bag of a human, <laughs> Tyron Woodley. Yeah. And I think Michael Chiesa's looked really good since moving up to welterweight, and he just does not get hit a lot. So um, that's what I noticed from watching his past fights. So I, I think Vicente's going to have a hard time landing clean strikes on them, and I think... Michael Kies is going to initiate the clinch, get a couple takedowns, and I think he's going to... He's a big points guy. He likes winning fights by points. Um, so if, if he can't get the finish on Vicente, I think Kies is, is uh, going to take it by decision. All right. Yeah, those are... I mean, I said it's going to be a boring fight. I think it, it just boring on a... They could be a lot of strikes thrown because they're both nervous about each other. I think Luke could be nervous for the takedown, and Kiesa could be nervous for the straight right coming down the middle. So I hope it's a good fight. I mean, they're both great fighters. I hope it's a good fight, but I'm not too confident in that, unfortunately. Next fight's going to be pretty interesting, I think. Um, it's going to be very exciting. We got the legend, Jose Aldo versus Pedro Munoz. Um, I just, you know, legends are legends for a reason. I know he's getting up there in age, and, you know, he hasn't been fighting that well in his last few but I gotta believe Jose Aldo's gonna win this one. He's just, you know, one of the all-time greats, and I, I think he's just, you know, a great, great fighter, great experience. He's been on here well over thirty times, and I think he's gonna edge out Pedro Munoz here. Yeah, um, I would love to pick the goat, Aldo. Um, what a lot of people don't know though is Pedro Munoz is actually just as old as Jose Aldo. Both they're both pretty old men. Um, I would say Jose Aldo is the way better striker. I'm going to go with Pedro Munoz just based off output solely. Like, he, he Jose Aldo just so, has simply has not thrown that many punches in his past few fights. I mean, granted, he's, he's definitely gotten a couple wins. Um, but I, th- I think Munoz has this it just, just off of pure output. I think he's going to put Aldo in a spot where Aldo is to come back and have to earn a knockout or something, and he's not going to be able to do it. Um, I think Aldo's the better fighter. I think Munoz wins the fight. Yeah, this, this was a tough pick for me. Um, I'm, I'm going with Aldo, though, the king of Rio, baby. Um, I, I just think he's too much of a legend on the feet. He, uh, I mean, the only, the only argument here for me is that Pedro Munoz is a true bantamweight and that he's a little bit better with that weight cut, but... Um, I think it was on UFC Embedded this week. Aldo was talking about how he's more used to this weight cut now. And um, I think that was his initial problem in the bantamweight division. So I've, I got to go with Aldo here. I think he's going to blast some leg kicks pretty early. Um, I, I think him and Justin Gaethje have the gnarliest leg kicks in the UFC. So I, I think Aldo's going to blast some leg kicks early. 
open up the hands. I, I, I think we're going to see a, um, a vintage Aldo this Saturday, and I'm really open for that. But, yeah, I'm going with Jose. Yeah, um, I hope we see we see vintage Aldo. He's been uh, – like. You, you can't you can't not love watching a vintage Aldo fight. That guy's just awesome. Um, yeah. All right, all right. We're going to our main event of the evening: Derek Lewis in his hometown of Houston versus Cyril Gan. I mean, I I don't know. It's, it's a complete bandwagon thing to say here, but I love Cyril Gan. I love watching him fight. I think he's. I hate saying he's going to be the future of the heavyweight division with Francis because you, you just you could never talk against Francis because that guy is just a god. But I mean, he is so technically so fast the way he punches from different angles, the leg kicks, the flying knees. He's quick. He's he's just a super fun fighter to watch. Crazy skilled, super young too. He's also very new to MMA. He's only nine and zero. But um, I want to say this line is just completely disrespectful to Derek Lewis. People keep betting against him, and they keep losing because Derek Lewis is awesome. One-punch power. I mean, just knockout king. One away from being the all-time leader in knockouts in UFC history, I believe. And if he gets in his hometown of Houston, the crowd is just going to absolutely erupt. I can't, I can't bet on Derek Lewis because I think he's, you know, he's not as skilled, but I'm not betting against Derek Lewis. This is going to be an avoid fight for me in terms of, in terms of betting. But um, love Derek Lewis. I mean, he has... Easily the greatest interviews. Ah, Connor's pretty up there, but I don't know. He's ah, pretty good interviews. He's pretty. He's a, he's the funniest interviews in the history. Yeah, I mean, Cyril Gaon minus four hundred at the current odds. That's just completely disrespectful to to Derek Lewis. Derek Lewis. No one thought he was going to beat um, Curtis Blades or Volkov or Volkov. Slept them both bad. He killed Volkov. <laughs> he's like oh actually Volkov. He definitely knocked a few years off his life. Oh my lord! Yeah. So. I mean, he's like, this is going to be a great fight, I think. It's going to be, like, the whole fight's going to be interesting because you never know when Derek Lewis has that special one punch coming at you. Um, I, just, I love watching Sogon fight. I'm super excited for this fight. It's going to be a hell of a fight. I want I want Derek Lewis to win in his hometown in Houston because that would be just awesome. And his post-fight interview would be so sweet. Um, but I think Sogon's going to end up winning this one. Either way, I'm crazy excited for it. Yeah. Uh, de- no, this is definitely going to be a great one. Um, if, if Derek Lewis can get this done, if he can knock him out, I think these three string of knockouts, Volkov, Gon, and, uh, Curtis Blades, that'd be, that'd be one of the more impressive things I've ever seen in UFC just based off Derek Lewis. And he'll, he'll say it. He's like, I have no skill. I shouldn't be here, (laughs) but I can knock people out. And yeah, if, if he can pull this off, that'd be absolutely incredible. I I think Cyril Gon, I think it's pretty... 400, yeah, just for the one one punch knockout power, 400 is kind of disrespectful. I think it should definitely be up there, though. Um, I think Cyril Gaon's an absolute technical savage, and I think he's he really should win this fight, but then again, you never know. You never know with Derek Lewis. Yeah, you never know. Yeah, I, I, I gotta go with uh, my man, Derek Lewis. Let's uh, go, with that. I think... Cyril is, is an unbelievably technical guy, but uh, it's not like he, he never gets touched. I mean, even when he he did totally have a master class against Volkov, but um, in rounds about three through five, you can see he starts to get touched up a little bit more, and he definitely eats some from Volkov. And I, I think if Derek lands some of those same punches in, the, in rounds three through five, um, I, I just don't think Cyril's ever tasted anything like that. I don't think he's had 
that big of a steak of a fucking right hand on his on his platter before, and I just I don't see him eating those. I think Derek's gonna surprise everyone with a little uh, round three TKO, um, calling it now. Uh, I I just. I totally counted out Derek Lewis against uh, Curtis Blades. I thought there was no way. I thought he was going to get out-wrestled, taken to the ground, and just absolutely get slaughtered. And it looked like Curtis Blades could not even touch him. He was just so scared. And then the moment he shoots in, he gets absolutely murdered. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I just got to go with my boy Derek. Um, And and I I think the betting odds for him, betting on him, by TKO is like plus 430 or plus 480. So, I mean, throw a tenor on that, see where she takes you. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm not done with Derek this weekend. Yeah, yeah. All right, and that wraps up all of our all of our picks for the entire card. Um, I know Skylar slipped his in there. We're gonna we're gonna th- we're gonna go through our mortal lock section. We talked about D- um about well, Dylan's too. Dylan's yeah. lock of the mortal lock of the card is Songy Dong. Who's your Skyler again? I got Miles Johns. Miles Johns is a great lock of the car. He's a little steep for me at minus 210. Yeah, um, pretty steep, but oh, we're going to have to go with it. I, yeah. I don't think Cop is. And I don't think anyone else. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at Miles Johns. That's my guy. Um, I'm going to – I'm doing it. Um, I'm going to have kind of a kind of a more bold – More bold, um, more lock. I'm betting directly against Dylan here. I'm taking Casey Kenny as my more lock of the week. <laughs> Cash it, baby. Cash it, me and Dylan. Well, we actually already have Dylan. And I made a made a bet between the two of us actually on this fight already. Um, <laughs> yep. Fuck it. Casey Kenny Mortal Lock. It's in its place. There's Boom. no way you can bet against him. No way you can bet against well, him. No way you can bet on Song Yidong. That too. Well, like, what are you? That too. Song Yidong? Really? No, absolutely not. My Mortal Lock of the Week is a little steep, but I gotta go with Raphael Pizzi. Soft. It's a lot of steep. <laughs> That I gotta say, wherever you're finding those minus 180 odds <laughs> is probably where Peter Pan came from because <laughs> this doesn't exist. Um, I think, yeah, there it is. There's a, there's a mortal locks. Um, I think. Well, now we're gonna talk. We're gonna head into our most exciting, most exciting fight of the fighter of the of the card and fight of the card. Um, I think the most exciting fighter on this card. I mean, to not to not say one of the bigger names, Miles Johns. Miles Johns or um, Rafael Fitziev, both crazy exciting fighters. Um, they're both like relatively new in their MMA careers in terms of the UFC, and they're both crazy, crazy fun to watch. Super exciting. Um, pass to Skyler here. Yeah, I'm gonna go with uh, if he if he can get a first round knockout. I think Alonzo Menafield will be an absolutely dope, yep. dope one to watch. Yep. Um, other than that, if Cape throws a lot of hands, he will also be very fun to watch. Um, I'm going to say, yeah, most exciting has got to be Alonzo Manifold with that first round knockout, though. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go again with uh, Fazeev for my most exciting. I, I think blowing he's just, him. Just, just blowing him. <laughs> uh, no, he, I think he's going to look sick, dude. He, he's, he's, he's ducking head kicks. He's, he's doing whatever, whatever you do in a fucking video game. 
I, I can't play better with him on UFC 4. He's going to look awesome. Um, he's going to land some, I think he's going to land some gnarly kicks. I watched a sparring video the other day with uh, with Jan, and he looked absolutely sharp. He arguably was outlanding Jan, and I, I, I think we all think that Jan should be the champ right now if it yep. wasn't for that legal knee. So, I mean, I, I think Fazee is going to look absolutely awesome on Saturday. So that's going to be my electric guy to watch on Saturday. Yeah, there you go. That's fair. Um, all right, Danny, you guys have any, any final closing thoughts before we pull our second episode ever of Unbiased to a close here? Maybe a little, let's see, can we cook with a little parlay action? A parlay off the top right now? Let's see, let's just, let's just do a quick, a, a little briefing for, see if there's any parlay opportunities. Off the bat, I'm thinking Casey Kenny, Fitzeve, and I'm like, I, would, I would think a four-legger with Fazeev, Kenny, Menafield, and Cop. All favorites. Wow. Casey Kenny, very, very basically pick them. But these are all guys who I think are pretty damn near locks, unless Menafield doesn't knock them out in the first round and a half. Other than that, yeah, I would say Cop, Menafield, Fazeev, and Kenny is probably going to be a parlay I'm going to throw in. Well, how much are you going to put on that? Small units. Yeah, we're gonna use. You're gonna lose those small units because holy terrible parlay. <laughs> what? Um. Yeah, that's an automatic loss. If, I was, gonna, if I was gonna off the top of parlay right now, I would do Miles Johns. I would do Fitziev. I would do Casey Kenny, and I'm I'm gonna throw in my last one. I'll do, I'll throw a four leg. TC Torres. Half of those guys in my automatic loss are in yours. Yeah, but you have your automatic loss. It's gonna be between Menafield and Cop. Dude, Menafield's not. Menafield better not lose, and Cop uh, better throw. That's all I guess. Yeah, that. What are we thinking for parlays? Uh, I, I, I'm going similar. I'm going with um, uh, fucking Fazeev, Miles Johns, and I, I. I'm thinking Aldo, but um, I don't know. All right, I, respect. I if you want to go four and play it safe. I know I said Derek Lewis for me, but you could go Cyril Gaon for a four-legger. But you can't bet against. You can't do that. You can't. You can't go throwing Cyril Gaon to your parlay after you've been hyping up Derek Lewis, which he deserves. Which he deserves. I, I think. I think he deserves the betting odds, but uh, like if if you're gonna bet on him, you might as well bet on Derek Lewis just because the the payout. But yeah, but in a parlay, I see what you're saying. Gaon. If you're gonna play it safe in a four-leg parlay, I think. That's fair. Odds wise, that's fair. Odds wise, that's fair. Um, yeah, think that. Think that about hits it all. That that that's wrapping up. All right, everybody. Um, well, you got to meet Thad. Um, we we gave you we gave you our our picks. We recapped the last pretty exciting card. Sneakily, mortal locks, exciting fighters, parlays. We got it all here, and I'm biased. Um, next week we'll give, we'll give you the recap of the of this card. Yeah, we'll and tell you how we did. Hit the um, next one, which I think next week is, I think it's Cannoneer and Gaslam. Really? Gaslam. I think. I, I, I think that's the I only card that's been, or the only fight that's been put on that card. Yeah. I haven't even got there yet. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, go follow us on the gram, go follow us on Twitter at unbiased underscore UFC. Um, yeah, we're, we're, we're just starting this up. We're stoked. We'd love to have these up, you guys along for the ride. Um, I'm having a great time doing this. I think we're, you know... Giving some good picks out there. Last week was a little tough. They did worse. We're here to stay. We're here to make you money. 
Unbiased Podcast, baby. Let's ride. Yep. Ride with us. Let's go, baby. All right. All right. Peace out, listeners. See you guys next week.